and welcome to Figure for Life. Welcome back, guys. Um, my name is Lin Yun, and my co-host is Edward Thomas. Edward Lamar the Third Thomas. Yes, I'm the King of Sweden. <laughs> Kinda. Um, well, today we are meeting up, and we want to talk about a very current event issue, isn't it? Or it um, it came up more in the media now. Well, first we want to talk about. Lynn brought Fika today. Oh yeah, that's Fika and she for life. Brought, so. And so she brought these banana cookies, which were less sugar than normal ones. <laughs> and Ed was looking very disappointed. And I was like really upset because I thought that Lynn really loved me and we were really close, like brother and sister. And then and she I brings me... And I don't want him to die. Yeah, so she brings me... And it says, less sugar. And I was just like... <gasps> could you taste could the you? difference though? Yeah. Like there's oh, no sugar, there's no sugar things on my like crystals on my teeth or anything. <laughs> so <laughs> I can go in and get you some. Oh really? Some can sugar should like, just pour. So it we can take the cookie and dip it in sugar. Oh, then it would be a lot better. Yeah, no, it actually tasted pretty good. It, it tasted like I mean you could taste it's the banana, banana flavor and stuff like that, and it's probably good for kids and healthier and stuff like that. So but for adults, it's I guess, totally you know, rubbish. Out of five thumbs, I'll give it a three. <laughs> Well, that's passing Sweden. So oh, is that <laughs> one is passing yeah, Sweden, so, so that's fine. <laughs> Sweden's like, but you can you can still graduate high school with an F. <laughs> like, really? Know, can you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. In Sweden, you can. Wow. You can have like all Fs and still graduate. You just don't because have... you went to because you went to high school. I'm like, uh, really? In America, you would call that failing, and you would have to go through high school again. <laughs> so yeah, I don't. You, know. you don't get done until you actually have a grade. <laughs> Well, the grace they have I mean, a grade. F's, they F's have, grade, right? But yeah. <laughs> but, you know, F's usually mean no points. So, you're like, you have a zero. What's your grade point average? Zero point zero zero. <laughs> wow. Okay. Wow. wow. Okay. Let's get back to... Let's get back yes. to what matters. Okay. Well, let's talk about that. It's the hashtag Black Lives Matter. Yes. So, and why... So, how does that... How are we qualified to talk about that? Well, because well, I'm a racist and you're black. <laughs> yeah, well, like, she's joking, people. <laughs> I'm not a racist. <laughs> Except that she does have a flag from the south in her bedroom that she sleeps mm. under. She's in like, the Sw- Swedish south, I could have school oh, now. Oh, in Sweden. Mm. I mean, you never know here because they, they hide. But the weird thing is, the south always seems to be more racist, also in Germany. Really? And also in Sweden. I mean, all the races come from Skåne. That's or so weird. Because it's Karlskrona. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's kind of really weird. Why would the southern parts of the Because the sun has burned their brains. <laughs> Sunstroke. That's right. You're brain fried. <laughs> well, um, so you guys may not know this, but I happen to be African-American. Um, Could hear so it definitely. You cannot hear it. <laughs> I'm just joking. Okay, you might be able to hear it. I don't know. What's up? No. <laughs> and so, uh, and even though we're kind of joking around, this is actually not a, a very... Uh, the topic is not because we are, we're trying to make light of it. This is just the normal way that we talk about serious things. So, yeah. Uh, if you have uh, listened to our podcast before, you probably know that we also joke about death. So yeah. <laughs> it's your, our way of coping your with mama. it. <laughs> your mama. Your is mama. So <laughs> <laughs> no. So, but, but I think that, um, that being African-American and then living in Sweden and being a minority in two different cultures, gives me a perspective that's maybe a little different. Um, at the same time, I'm kind of far removed from what's happening in the States because it's not 
my everyday reality anymore. Um, but it's probably um, still something that bothers me and something that I can relate to. And it's something that makes me really angry. Um, but then it's also because my youngest son and my oldest daughter uh, are living there, as well as my brother and his kids and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, then it becomes more personal just because those things that could happen in the States could happen to them. True. I mean, I'm also a member of the minority groups in both Germany and in Sweden. I probably wow. will be my whole life. <laughs> so yeah. I've been a first-generation immigrant and then a second-generation gener- immigrant. So, But I have a different perspective on being an immigrant because I think being Asian, you can also experience a lot of racism. But I think, um, I don't know if it goes f- that far back. I mean, like, in, in some ways it does. I mean, if you if you think about, if we look at at the states at least, um, so that when well, they didn't import Chinese people to yeah, they did. How many then? Yeah, a lot. But they so, didn't reproduce that much. <laughs> no, but they so they allowed Chinese people to come to the West Coast mm-hmm. to help to build the railroad, mm-hmm. and then they were forbidden from owning land. Oh, so the nice. reason that there were so many Chinese laundries and Chinese restaurants because that's that was what they could do. Because they were forbidden from doing other kinds of um, other kinds of work, um, you had a lot of black people, mostly ex-slaves, who worked on the railroads. Mm-hmm. Um, but they usually got like not paid, or they were still treated like paid, sla- oh, yeah. they were still treated like slaves. So it's really bad. Uh, so the railroads are. I mean, that was one of the things that um, that a lot of people were brought into the West Coast part, and then um, we ended up with a large. Chinese community and a large Japanese community in in America, and it wasn't until the end of the Vietnam War that we had end up with like people from Cambodia and Vietnam. Yeah. So that came later on. So that was like the Chinese and Japanese communities were First. well mm-hmm. established, and then the Korean community was established, and then the rest of Southeast Asia was like um, brought after, in yeah, yeah. after that, which was probably harder for them because I think it was. So I think like. Being a black person growing up within an, an Asian American community, um, it gives me this this weird perspective. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ruined for life. So um, you didn't grow up in an all white community, and you didn't grow up no, in an all black community no. either. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, I tried. <laughs> they kicked me out. You were not black enough for <laughs> them. Well, it was really weird because, like, so a lot of black kids at school would call me Oriole uh, <laughs> because they thought I wasn't black enough. And then a lot of the white kids were like, oh, you're, you're so ghetto. I'm like, what, me? <laughs> uh, and so the only kids who thought I was cool were Asian kids because <laughs> I was taller than they were. <laughs> so when we would play basketball, I was so much taller. So I wow, that's sad. <laughs> it's really like, yes. So I started hanging out with Asians because they were shorter than me. <laughs> and it made me feel tall. I felt like a giant. <laughs> but I think that, um, um, I think there's, I think like when I'm looking back, I mean, there's things that were both good about that and there's things that are sad about that, you know, at, at the same time. Or that all my children, at least the first three children, are all half Asian. Mm. Um, and so they're, they have both the, the things that go with African Americans. They have the things that go with Asians, and it's and especially for my oldest daughter Jessica, it hasn't been very easy for her. Where people are like, "You're not really black," or "You're not really Asian," or "You're not Asian enough." But that's or, strange because uh, a lot of racists claim that you are black 
if you have just one ounce of black <laughs> well black something. black blood yeah or, or your great 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 father was yeah. black or something like yeah. that which is strange yeah i mean and it, and it works out kind of weird like that that depending on who you're talking with and in that situation um that it could be like you don't get a break anywhere you know and so i think that for being black you mean yeah or just i mean like I mean, both you and I have kids who are of mixed races and stuff like that. Yeah, that was a great so, decision. <laughs> I know, really. What were you thinking? Oh, she's so cute. No, uh, no but, I, but I think that that would be, like, I know that the identity thing can be a problem. Yeah, yeah, where definitely. Because where do you fit in at? You know, you're, you're not you're like, this, you're not that. Yeah, and like you're, you're Asian, but not Asian. You're black, you're not black. Or in your case, Swedish, not Swedish. Mm. And, and so where as a kid like where do you get your identity from where do you what's the thing that really identifies you because your whole life is multicultural and you want um, to be like your friends so depending on who you hang out with you want to be either in Nomi's case mm. maybe Swedish or German or yeah. Vietnamese depending on the majority of her friends mm, exactly so when I grew up I always wanted mm. to be German but that ain't happening. <laughs> and I always thought of you as a real German. I didn't know you were Vietnamese. Like, Aha, so, so you mean the black eyes and the <laughs> eyes did not point you in no, any direction? No, I never see stuff like that. <laughs> no, but I think that... Um, Do you feel that that it's a blessing that you are living in Sweden now? Or would you rather be oh, in the yeah. States now? What Or China. <laughs> maybe not China <laughs> no I don't I, no, I, I don't know yeah, that's I, a hard question no, but I'm stuck in this video and these people in Yunnan province and they eat such good food and it's so spicy <laughs> oh I'm just like gosh. wow <laughs> alright uh, I think that's all I don't even know if I can answer that question I think that's why I joke so much is because um, I don't I don't think I want to live in the States right now no. I think that uh, I think it's too fearful. I mean, I'm always I've grown up with a fear of the police because I kept getting I kept getting harassed by the police just because I was often the only black person in a certain area. So whether it was um, when I was working in in Laguna Beach and I had just bought a car, but because I was a black person coming from Laguna Beach, which is a you know kind of really rich area. How could you car. have a car? So the police would stop me like every single night after work. Wow. And ask for my registration. Every single, my, every weren't, single weren't they, they the same officers? Yeah. They would like follow <laughs> after me <laughs> the, in the car, waiting to see if I would speed, waiting to see if there's something wrong with the car. But that's just harassment and because they, they the, knew. And they would put the light on and he was like, he was like, I remember one day he said, yeah. so let me see your <laughs> registration and let me see your license. I'm like, you just asked me yesterday. Don't get smart with me. And he puts his hand on his gun. Wow. And at that point, I know that like my life is in danger. But that's so know? crazy because I think, especially for me, like firstly, I don't live in the states. Secondly, mm. I don't think I knew so much about um, the black community or uh, how black people live in the U.S. Because mm. I think also this outrage is for many people that they never realized that that yeah. black people were treated differently than like it's so weird though than the any other like yeah but i mean the movies if, and Django, you know, <laughs> yeah but roots. but yeah i don't know if i get all my culture education for <laughs> movies <laughs> i'm not sure about that and i think most yeah. people most black people in sweden i've met they are actually africans 
Yeah. They're not African-American no. or African-British or African-Australian yeah. or, um, yeah, were raised in a different setting mm -hmm. where they were subject to those treatments. So I think it's so crazy when I hear about it, I'm like, how is this possible? Yeah. I feel I feel like how how can people be treat other people like that because mm. that that's like just bullying the, the the only equivalent i have in my mm. brain is like kids bullying each other well, I mean, but I'm, they are adults yeah i mean so during the vietnam war um <laughs> the vietnam war uh so america would was you were forced to have to go to the draft and black people were drafting greater numbers than white people Weird. And so a lot of black people were like, well, why should I be fighting this war? Yeah, I don't have I, anything against Vietnamese people. Yeah, it's not and my so problem. Sweden allowed black people to defect. So we were, there was a large group of African-Americans living in Sweden. And then when I think it was President Carter had an amnesty. And so um, so if you had been if you had defected, you can come back to America. Cause without consequences. Without to, yeah, without yeah. going to jail. And so almost all the African-Americans left Sweden. <laughs> okay <laughs> which I would really so if you're listening to this and you're an African American who left, who Sweden? Lives, who left Sweden I'd like to talk to you I'd like to figure out why, what made you leave Sweden yeah. and go back to the States after being here for so long okay but mm -hmm. what what do you mean by so long How, what time period are we talking about um, so they were probably here from the 60s mm -hmm. until the 80s yeah the end of so the Vietnam War maybe 15 to 20 years Oof. so that's kind of a long time so um, so that, that's that's one thing that I was thinking about. But then, but it's true. There aren't that many African Americans living in Sweden. Yeah. Um, Not so many in Germany either, where I grew up. Really? Because I thought I would think that because there's a base in Germany. <laughs> yeah, but the base yeah. is in Eastern uh, in Western Germany, and oh, I right. grew up in Eastern Germany. You grew up in the communist part of Germany. I grew up. I grew up in the now racist East. So <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> I'm the only black people probably from Somalia. <laughs> well, wow. <so. laughs> oh well. Uh, yeah. So I think that, and and here in Sweden, so like, you never really learn about slavery. So most Swedes no. don't know that the Swedish government tried to start a colony in Africa Ooh. and then failed. And then they tried to get into the slave thing because they wanted to make money like all the other countries. So, but yeah. and so they end up with St. Bar Bartholomew um, that they got from the French. And then Swedes did what are called the equival equivalation, where they would say, this slave is worth this much rum, this much chocolate, this much coffee. So, like, a very typical Swedish thing would be, Okay, we're not gonna really get our hands dirty, but we'll be in the middle part of it. Well, that's always no. historically that's what Sweden does. Mm -hmm. And so, and and because of that, and so the Archbishop Bishop of Sweden, um, that would be the last two Archbishops ago, um, apologized to the Sami people are like in Sweden, like the, the Native. Native Americans mm. were in America, and treated just as badly. Oh, and yeah. so he apologized. So the Church of Sweden made a formal apology. To the Sami, Sami people. people for all the atrocities that the Church of Sweden uh, and the Swedish government has enacted upon them. Mm. And yet and still, the Church of Sweden and the Swedish crown have never, ever apologized for their part in the slave trade. Well, so, for that, they have to acknowledge it. There you mm. go. So it's one of the things that, that, as we're talking about Black Lives Matters, that really angers me in Sweden First is, uh, is the fact that we're very few people working in the Church of Sweden. Of who, color. Of color. Any uh, color. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's mostly white people. Yeah, <laughs> tell the truth. 
Um, and at, I mean, there's not even a candidate. So if you think about the, since the year 2000, the Church of Sweden has been separated from uh, the government. That's really and so And there's not even a candidate to be bishop uh, of, of any color. Any that's color, only, only except white for white. <laughs> only white people. Um, and, and that's kind of... Strange. That's kind of strange, and it's kind because of sad. In, because in politics, you have a lot of people of color, different yeah. colors. Yeah, like Sweden, when politics side, it's, it's gone really good. I mean, it's... One of the party leaders, I forgot her name, but she was also oh. black. Where is... Yeah, something with N. Yeah, but she is of color, for example. I don't like her, but... We're not talking about the politics. It's good to see someone there, you know. We just talk about diversity. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she's a party leader. So for and 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 a woman. Yeah, a woman of color. A woman of color in Sweden. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, so you see, politics is more diverse than a church, which is sad. Yeah. Unfortunately, it is. I mean, I I think that in our diocese, for the majority of the years that I've been working in the diocese, I've been the only black priest. Really? Mm-hmm. In Sweden, is 20... So you have to understand, those of you guys who are listening who don't live in Sweden, Sweden is about 20% immigrant. Mm. So that... And the church is not even 1%. And this is not just the Church of Sweden. This is Swedish all Christianity, churches. all churches. Free churches. What? There's hardly any people of color in, in any leadership. position <laughs> of leadership or decision-making. Except it's the African church. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're, an, if you're an immigrant church, so that... My friend, she she's the pastor of the Iranian church yeah. in Stockholm, and it's all Iranians, and so there's a lot of Iranians in leadership because they all speak Just Iranians. You know, Farsi and stuff, and it's Iranians. <laughs> but but she would never be ex- as easily accepted as a leader within a Swedish congregation. So, but don't like you think a, that Swedes would? Now disagreeing, they're like, no, no, let's... Look at their own statistics. If they, if they disagree, it's because they're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yes, right, I said Ouch. <laughs> Woo, it's getting hot in here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's true. I mean, the, the, so in the States, most, most predominantly white congregations would never hire black, an African-American yeah. as their pastor. Um, I think it's something I, I even wrote to like our chairman of the board. I wrote to Petra one day, yeah. and I said, "Well, you know, as part of the problem is that it's, maybe it's because I'm black." And she's <laughs> like, "Really?" I'm like, I have to consider it because it's it is it is a reality. It's because because in our even here in Sweden, I'm a, a predominantly white congregation would probably not ever choose anyone who's who's black to be their pastor or their priest. But I think in in our church cross culture, I don't think that we all are so sure. naive. We are so naive. I don't think that we we ever thought about oh, it's because he's black. Because yeah, he's it black is. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, I uh, I don't no, think so. Our church is not like. That. No, <laughs> I'm like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> but but it did cross my mind, and a couple of times where I think there's been sometimes tension between me and the board and stuff like that. It comes up because it's such a part of my life. Your identity. You know, it's it's like I can't. I I I can never get to a place where it's okay to be me because it's always something. Even in, even when I visited Africa, this is the weirdest <laughs> thing: is that I stuck out like I, I could. Well, you a, always. Why wouldn't you stick out? Because I'm not African. 
because I was I was born in the West. Yeah, yeah, but that's I mean, so like, why wouldn't why wouldn't you stick out? That's that's my oh, point. Because, like, well, because I I felt like it's I not only like Africanness. It's not yes. just about your skin it's about color. The skin color, sister. No, it's, it's about not. The <laughs> no, but that's. I mean, you have to remember that. You know, like I I've never been in anything where black people are majority. So even in the states, the black people aren't that many if you look at the total population. Um, and so to go to Africa to this place where everybody's black. I mean, yeah. everybody. You look around yeah, the corner, yeah. the police are black, the doctors are black. Yeah. I'm like, hey, wow, look at that. <laughs> they have really good diversity so work here. <laughs> is that what it looks like when everybody's black? <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so I, I just thought that I could like slip in, you know, and but, be who you are. But find yourself. My friend Mo, he was telling me, he's like, uh, because I was there with my uh, youth choir. And so then some of the kids, they said, well, you're like, but, but Ed, he fits in. He could slip. He's Mo's like, no, he sticks no. out just like you guys do. They're like, what? The way his body looks. <laughs> you know, because, because it's true. I don't have that. I haven't Africanish. had to do a lot of physical work. work. And they have like these long muscles and we have like round muscles. <laughs> and, <laughs> Short and, set and, and so he's like, the way I walk, the way I talk, the way I dress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, it's, all these different signals yeah, and everything. Yeah, I told everything. you. It's and um, and that, was, well, that was a surprise for me because I didn't expect that. I was expecting that now that I'm in Africa, the motherland, <laughs> I'm going to feel this like gigantic connection and they're going to feel this connection to me and it'll be like brother, family members. Yeah. Brother, you come home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like Joseph and his brothers all be like crying like, oh, welcome back to the family. No. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying no. Nope. Didn't happen that way. <laughs> but... But one of the most beautiful things that happened was that uh, I went to the village where Kunta Kinte came from. Who? The, so Kunta Kinte, if you read the book or seen the movie Roots, that's about a guy named Alex Haley, and there was an African member of his family, and that's the only thing, they knew his name and where he came from, and he was able to research and find out where his roots, one of the few black people in America who found out actually where his roots in Africa were. Wow. And uh, so I went to the village to visit Kunta Kinte's village, and the village elder, because um, everyone else is white except for me. <laughs> So, you know, asked you, do you know where you come, <laughs> you come from? And then, uh, and so she asked me where I come from, and I said America. And I was, and though so she took my hand, kissed my hand, gave me a blessing, and says, "Welcome home." Aww. Oh my God! Did I cry? cry. <laughs> Ooh, and then we sang this song in Swedish. So the, the kids they sing really well, and it's a, a song called uh, "Rest Your Tired Feet." So, Vila Dina Trotta Fratter. And, and they, it's in three part, four part harmony. Ooh. Um, and so we sang Advanced. this song, and she was crying, and we were crying, and I was crying. <laughs> oh my God. So much crying. So, and that was really funny. And then uh, one of the guys, Muhammad, he's like, okay, you don't have an African family or a tribe or anything, but you can be part of my family. So, oh. I'll be your little brother, and we'll adopt you. And I was like, oh my God. Finally, you get your African, adoption. African family. It almost made me complete. Now I have just have to have my Chinese family. No. <laughs> Those of you who know me know that why that joke is funny. But anyway. Ed really wants to go home to Jesus, to be in the kingdom, to meet all of his uh, multicultural oh, family. Uh, hey, it would be it's like a rainbow. Mm -hmm. you know? <laughs> but, um, but I think that... Uh, but it was, it was interesting both that to... 
be connected to something because we're the only group of people in this whole wide world who are not connected traditionally through time to another group. So like, you know, like your parents came from Vietnam mm-hmm. and you probably know like what village your parents came from. And Definitely. From the same. <laughs> <laughs> they came from the same village. Yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah, that's so concerning. So you can actually, <laughs> only if they're brother, sister. No. <laughs> <laughs> That might explain something about you. <laughs> They're not brother and sister, but at some point they have been rela- relatives. Yeah. At some point, yeah. And so, but, but like having that connection to your past and knowing what it is, yeah, you can explore that whenever you want. But for me, I'll never know where exactly, where exactly, or how what groups of people made me. And so, we're the only group of people in the whole wide world who can't trace their ancestry. Really? Yeah. What about other people who have? What about other people who have been like, oh, stop it, who have been um, abducted or, yeah, moved no. against their will? But they still like even if. So if we're looking at, um, so like you have Kurds here in Sweden, uh huh, um, and it hasn't been a country called Kurdistan for a long time. Uh, but even they can, though they still talk about Kurdistan, they still talk about Kurdistan. Yeah, but they can still trace their. Even though some of them live all over the world, they can actually trace their ancestry back to the villages and mm. the place where they come from. So we're we're kind of the only people because because most people when they've been transported, no one's refused them to speak their language and to keep their culture. So look at Jewish people. Mm. Jewish people have been moved all around the world, kicked out of tons of countries all the time, and, and yet and still they keep their traditions. They can keep their traditions. They 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 know it's it comes back to this thing or something because yeah. no one's ever taken the story away from them. And during slavery and colonialism, that was actually a part of the plan was to eradicate sort of, that. Yeah, you know, well, it's, yeah, to clip that that connection with the past because that's the only way that you can enslave people is to take away their history. Because well, that sense of history, like if you knew that you came from a person who was a king or something, or, it's going to yeah. give you a, a sense of pride, or you, you came a from a, a, a nation that had, you know, um, there's. Uh, uh, an empire in the central part of Af- Africa, which is one of the largest empires in the world. But because we don't talk about African history or anything like that, people don't know about it. But say you came from that, that, and you knew that story, and someone's trying to tell you, you're a slave, you're nothing, I own you, but you have the story in your head. And you know you, that you are... You can fight against yeah. the negativity and the negative image they're trying to give you. But once they separate that from you... And then they feed you with you're a slave and exactly. your father was a slave and all and of... And it becomes an identity. You know, yeah. And what happens is that the oppressor um, forms your identity. So your identity is an oppressed identity mm. without the ability to regain that identity that was lost. And so that's one of the... I think that's the underlying thing. Um, like with Black Lives Matters, like... Like during the campaign, the question of reparation came up. And that's because in the United States, when slavery was over, they had promised that every single slave would get 40 acres of land and a mule. So they would be able to take care of themselves. Mm. Never happened. Yeah, I'm like, uh, I didn't hear that in history class. (laughs) (laughs) And so what we're saying is that because the Japanese citizens in America who were put into concentration camps received some kind of remuneration. Yeah. Um, it came really late. Their parents were already dead, but at least the, the children or the grandchildren were able to receive something. Um, and we're like, what about us? This country <laughs> is built on slavery. It's yeah. built on forced slave labor in generations, 450 years of slavery. That's or, a lot of generations. You know, how can, how is it that we can't have something? 
that that just acknowledges the fact of of the sacrifice that was made by our ancestors. Because I don't think it's about the material things. It's just about the it's respecting and the acknowledgement yeah. that you know this was shitty. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry, the language, but it is. <laughs> well, it's, like the, it's like working in the Church of Sweden, who won't even acknowledge their own part in the slave thing. You know, yeah. and and won't even. And when I bring it up to the bishops, they're all looking at me like, "But we've hired you." I'm like, I am not your <laughs> I'm not your poster boy. I'm not. They're like, "Why are you so upset?" Exactly. <laughs> it's going well for you. And that's why people sometimes react, you know, out of out of an extreme passion that that the peaceful way doesn't always seem to work because it's not achieving anything. It's not achieving change. But anyway, I'm not saying that you should riot or anything because I don't believe in violence. But but I do. I can feel that frustration. Mm, you can understand yeah, it. Yeah, like I, I sometimes I feel angry. I feel like I can go to the altar inside of the church, <laughs> turn it upside down, and say, "Remember Jesus? <laughs> he flipped the tables." <laughs> Where's that acknowledgement, Church of Sweden and the Swedish Crown, King Gustav? Don't think you can get away with this. <laughs> and so I think that's one of the things is that um, when we started talking about this, we were talking about things like about Black Lives Matters and. And in my own reflection, because my life is so multicultural and so different, and um, it's easy to sit back and look at everyone else, mm. you know. But their story is my story. Yeah. You know, whether it's it's police harassment in the states, um, where I've been accused, I've been accused of stealing something <laughs> from a person who was twenty shades darker than I am, and <laughs> came to my shoulders like he was short and really black, and, and I was like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, and I shop at this store every day. Is across the street from where I live. Yeah. I'm like, why would I rob the store? I'm here every day. <laughs> I live here, basically. And so the, and so, the, and so the, the the clerk came out of the store. And said, it's him. And then when they finally caught the real person, yeah. And I went back to the store. We're really sorry. We don't even look alike. Yeah. <laughs> How can you like, be confusing me uh, with them? <laughs> you know, and just you know, or whether it's here in Sweden. You know, when I first started working in the Church of Sweden, I was surrounded by six Uppsala police who Why? held me for 45 minutes. I was eating breakfast at McDonald's. Why would the police stop you? after eating breakfast at McDonald's, the police, they had called other police, and they came out and they surrounded me. Why? And they're What'd like, you do? And they're like, they're like, oh, we can't talk to him. Like, I'm like, because that's the thing, is that thing being African-American and having the, the relationship with the police, which isn't always good, that I've had makes me automatically tense. And when I'm surrounded by six police, that's they all got guns and weapons. That's not a fair fight. I'm like, okay, it's time to die. If I'm going to die, I'm going to take one But that was me. in Sweden. And they surround, helped me for 45 minutes. But that's really strange. It's in Sweden. Yeah, You know what they said? What? Look at your hair. Because I had long drags back then when I first got ordained as a priest. They said, look at your hair and the way you're dressed. That was a reason for holding me for 45 minutes. Oh, please. That's such a And then when I went to work, and when I went to work and told people about it, some people tried to justify that. Like, yeah, of course, you had drugs. Like, what did you expect? They're like, they're like oh, well, um, no, I don't think they were racist. Oh, really? <laughs> really? Because how many times did the police stop somebody because you got blonde hair? You know? No, the problem was they had dreads. Yeah, well. <laughs> Don't know anyone else like that. Okay, no, but it's but it was and it's and even when I was on um, did my internship yeah. uh, to become a priest, um, this woman came up to me and said, um, "So you're going to become a priest in the Church of Sweden?" I'm like, "Yes." She's like, "But look at you." <laughs> like, what do you mean? She's like, "You're black." 
okay, God doesn't love black people or what? Like, what? She's like, the way you sound, you sound like an immigrant. She goes, why? why? You, you, you are an immigrant, yeah. Priest so. in the Church of Sweden. And I was really upset. And I'm like, well, you know what? The bishop has approved me. I've done the, the studies here. I've gone through the acceptance board. So it really isn't my decision. It's, it's really not up to you, I would say. It's not up so to you. If you have a problem, that. you should contact the bishop. Yeah. And then I went to my supervisor and told my supervisor about it. And my supervisor just said, well, you know, there are a lot of racist people in Sweden and, and up, up here in the north and stuff like that. And you just have to you know, accept that. <laughs> just accept that there are racist people. And if people. I was a girl and some guy says, I don't want to receive communion from you, from your girl, you'd have like the army out here because it's a black person. I'm supposed to just accept that. And that's the whole that's story in weird. Sweden has been every time that something racist comes up, I'm supposed to just accept it. Yeah. I'm never supposed to get upset. I'm never supposed to do anything about it. Um, but I, and so that's why when I, like, we're thinking about what's happening in the States, but that happens here too in Sweden. And, and there's a connection between these two countries that, that well, you have white people and you have black people. <laughs> maybe it's, you all hate me. Just tell the truth. No, I think uh, we have, to, we have to cut this one. Yeah. And I think we maybe make another, might make another episode on yeah. black lives matter because i mean this issue is so broad yeah. and it's not nothing we can cover in like 20 to 30 minutes so i no. sh- i think you guys should yeah stay tuned and see our or listen to our part two mm. black lives matter yeah and if you have questions please you can ask questions and if you feel that my joking around about a serious matter is is a lack insensitive. of respect insensitive. go ahead and say that you know but you have to remember that you have to remember to, he's black <laughs> talking to a person who has to live through this and have to find a way to find the balance because I'm not going to go out and punch somebody in the nose even though I may feel like it sometimes so mm-hmm. your mother raised you well well my mother <laughs> raised me with the fear of God that's <laughs> Jacqueline if you're out there I love you <laughs> all right man um, but don't you know don't feel like and if you don't be afraid to write to us. We can handle whatever. So, mm-hmm. uh, Give us your criticism or your praise or your own story. Yes. If you are um, a black person living in Sweden or even if you're a black person living in, in the U.S. and maybe you mm-hmm. want to share your story or you want to share your thoughts on what we have talked about here. There you go. Um, and what Ed has gone through here in Sweden. Yes. Yeah. All right, thanks for listening to us on Fika for, for Life. life. <laughs>